When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Good morning, everybody. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80. Your smart speaker, download the podcast. You know how it goes. Wow, that was a lot of storylines to get into from that Super Bowl. Okay. Last night, Matthew Stafford, we were saying it beforehand, punches ticket to Canton, if he wins, he won. Uh, Aaron Donald came through, and obviously Cooper Cup wins MVP. And Joe Burrow, it looked like, oh, here it comes, but it didn't. Let's, uh, I mean, Matthew Stafford had more game-winning drives in the fourth quarter than anyone since he entered the league. And the whole question was, what would he do if he ever got to a good team? Is that just because they're always playing catch-up, right? Or is is that really in him like that on the biggest at the biggest moments? All right. Um, morning, Max. Good morning, Key. Good morning, Jay. <laughs> He's none in the straw because Joe Burrow lost last night. Are you none of us? Are, are you out of energy or something, yes. Max? <laughs> I I, it, I when that alarm went off this morning. Oh, yeah. A day a like a rough. day like today hurts. That was a little it's a great day to be here. It, Come on, man. It, it, Super it Bowl. It's a great day to be here. So let's start with the big picture takeaways. Good morning, Key. Good morning, Jay. Key, let's start with you. What's your big takeaway from the game? Well, just watching the game overall, you know, I look at the the defensive side of the ball for the Cincinnati Bengals and the defensive coordinator and the job that they would do on Cooper Cup. Uh, Like, Odell Beckham's not in the game. Okay, Jeff Van Jefferson's there. But when OBJ is gone, you just allow Cooper Cup to do what he does. Like, that just doesn't make any sense to me, that the lack of respect that you have for Cooper Cup when you just singling him up out there with Eli Apple as if he wasn't the triple crown winner and on his way to the MVP, you just sitting there like, ah, well, we got a guy to cover him. No, you don't. And wherever 10 is at, I got two dudes going to him. There's no way Cooper Cup is going to beat me and win this game. Mm. My game plan coming into this game is I don't give a damn what we do. He better not catch a pass. I don't care how good he is. He better not catch a pass. But when you got a bad defense, a coordinator, you put yourself in situations like that because you wouldn't allow Randy Moss to do that. You wouldn't allow Calvin Johnson or young Julio Jones to do that because you're going to put everybody over there. So start respecting Cooper Cup. Like, act, stop acting like he's just a normal dude. You got Eli Apple, not Darrell Revis. Yeah. I, yeah, McCole Hartman had a, another interesting Instagram uh, message to Eli, too, after the game, which is fascinating. I, I, I would probably just go, I mean, Aaron Donald, man. Got 9-9 problems. It's, um, that dude is so different. I read this morning a quote that his wife gave him before the game where she said, I, I love you, I'm proud of you. You're built for these moments, and, man, is he built for these moments. And I think one of the moments, obviously, people are going to talk about 
the sack that he got in Joe Burrow to end the game where he's pointing at his ring finger saying, give this to me, it's mine, right? Um, people are going to talk about potentially him retiring because that was reported before the game. But that third – I mean, that, go back to the third quarter when they got him going, when he pushed Joe Burrow out of bounds and that whole kind of riff started. And then one of the biggest plays of the game to me was third down before the sack on Joe Burrow to end the game – where Samaj Piran, who is a beast, 5'11", 245 pounds, this dude comes around and grabs him with the right arm, single-handedly with the right arm, and pulls him back from, from the line, like pulls him back to hold him from getting the first down. Just like that strength, man. Like it just goes to show you how special of a talent that he is. And he is built for these moments, man. An incredible the, – maybe the best defensive player the game has ever seen. It's he's one of them. He's in the he's in the front seven all time, no doubt. You know, he he and Mean Joe Green, the two greatest tackles ever, right? I, I I'm with you, Jay. I thought to to me the big takeaway was Aaron Donald though key. I hear what you're saying about Cooper Cup, especially when Odell is not in the game. Mm-hmm. What he like they, that offense the early on I was like, ooh, this is gonna be a problem. Odell went down, whole game changed, right? So so you're leaving Cooper Cup alone with one dude on him? And, again, dude's not Darrell Revis with the Super Bowl on the line? Gotta yeah, be I'm nuts. Not, that's not – that wasn't very smart. I mean, right. It just – he would have got an earful from me going into the locker room to D.C. He, they would have had to separate us. But I, I hear you for you good got reason. This dude, you got this dude on the offensive player of the year, and we just let the offensive player of the year Triple crown. methodically – Mm-hmm. methodically move the football down the field with Matthew Stafford and then cap it off with a touchdown, and we just act like, oh, he's just another guy. Playing Can't make sense out of nonsense, Key. But here's <laughs> the thing. Jay, I'm with you on Donald because of this, guys. Two plays at the end of the NFC Championship game to put him in the Super Bowl. He's exhorting his teammates on the sideline. Then he goes out and does it with the game on the line, right? Now they're in the Super Bowl. Two plays at the end of the Super Bowl. With the game on the line. Guys, when, I had no doubt Stafford and Cup were going to score that touchdown. I was exactly as confident. You gave Joe Burrow a buck 25? It's a wrap. Forget about McPherson. I predicted McPherson will kick the field goal. But no, they are up. throwing. Joe Burrow going to throw a touchdown to win this game right now. And like, set up here it. it is. And Aaron Donald, in that moment, makes back-to-back plays he stops your run he stops your passing game he stops your Super Bowl aspirations that was on he's I said it before the playoffs are the best player in the playoffs and guys has there been let's give forget about Super Bowl MVP postseason award has there been a more valuable player in this postseason than Aaron Donald it's bananas no he certainly certainly uh got stronger as the game went on I mean, I don't know how that happens, how a guy who is as strong as an ox already, hmm. when the game starts to wear down, he just gets stronger and stronger and stronger and faster and quicker. And But I think he I think he focuses in a little more at the end of the biggest, you know, the biggest moments at the end of the game. It's almost like he finds that extra ump that people don't find. And that's why you see him able to make those type of plays when he – all of a sudden uses one hand to leverage off of the tackle, the other hand to slide through the guard, then at the same time uses the agility to, to spin around, get through there, grab the quarterback, take him down for a pressure to the point where you're sitting there and you're going, okay, this is, this is a guy that no matter what we do with two and three people on him, he still manages 
to cause havoc for our offense, what else is it that we could do to him? Yeah, Jay, and, and Kia, I think about the Rams a couple of years ago when they made the, the Super Bowl already. That's, I guess, four seasons ago, right? And remember about two-thirds through that season when it, it was like they got three MVPs. They got Jared Goff. He was a candidate. People forget, like, two-thirds through the way that season. I don't know, maybe ten games, something like that. A little more. Todd Gurley, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And Aaron Donald. Well, the other two MVP-level guys have changed in this game, right? It was Cooper Cup, Stafford. Matthew Stafford, and Aaron Donald. Same dude in the middle, and this time they got it done. And, guys, the gamble, the pressure on Sean McVay, they went all in for Stafford. He, he did what you always say a guy to do. Nice and easy. He had that one interception or whatever, but nice and easy, steady and sound, and when it matters, make the plays you need to make. He did it. Goff couldn't. Stafford could, and they won. Yeah, he he uh, he did what he was supposed to do, right? He he. You mentioned the interception. I don't. Nec- I will not. I will not give him credit on the drop pass. That ball supposed to be caught by the receiver. Um, right, of course. You know, but he tried to get greedy on the interception. Other than that, he did what he was supposed to do. Fourth quarter came. He led his team down the field on a seventy-plus yard drive, capped off by a touchdown. He didn't have. The glaring clean numbers. He had great numbers as far as the Super Bowl go. When you look at the Super Bowl numbers for quarterbacks, he's about where they're at. Yeah. I mean, go back and look at Patrick Mahomes' numbers when he played against the uh, 49ers in the Super Bowl. He was about close to 300 yards, a couple picks, a couple touchdowns. He was the MVP, though. The difference with that game versus this one, Cooper Cup won the game for them. Yeah, it was a question is and we're going to get into it coming up does this count as another great game because we had six in a row heading into the Super Bowl and this was a three-point game Keyshawn J. Willemax presented by Progressive Insurance from yellow and gold to a gold jacket Keyshawn J. Willemax the podcast passion drive and patience The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit... Your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small, and when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. 
Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. You're going to start out in Denver, end up in here playing with Aaron Donald, Leonard Floyd, Jalen Ramsey, Matthew Stafford, Cooper Cup, man, to come here with all these guys, man. It felt like the Pro Bowl every day. Um, the culture is great here. We made a super team, and we took advantage of the opportunities we had. Everybody's really down to earth. It's a true brotherhood. The way that Vaughn comes in, I can't say enough about what a positive injection of life Odell Beckham Jr. was for yeah. us. Oh, yeah. Man, did we miss him in the second I, half. I Cooper Cup, Matthew Stafford, Whitworth. How about Eric Weddle? Whitworth got the shout-out. Yeah. Deserves it. Happy Valentine's Day. Yeah. Hey, happy Valentine's there Day, everybody. Go. Fake made-up holiday. I mean, oh, it's important. It's important. Uh, I was just jamming with the beat, man. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, presented by Progressive Insurance. All right, it's time for some Straight Talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Guys, <laughs> Sean McVay, Key, J. Sean McVay, is the Rams head coach on NFL Primetime. On his quarterback. Listen. What else can you say? You know, everybody talks about the playoffs. How clutch was this guy in all four playoffs? Every one of them. And he delivered in the most crucial moments. Every time. Really, you know, and, and everybody wants to talk about interceptions with a one great opportunity throw down here in the no corner. Problem. And then on the other one, it's a tip ball that goes right to him. Yeah. This guy's a baller. He's so much better than anybody ever thought. He makes everybody around him better, and that's what the greats do. He's a great one. I don't know how he's not a gold jacket guy. I don't know if we could say he's better than everyone ever thought. The whole question with Stafford, his whole career is, damn, eyeball test, he's got that elite arm talent. He's making all these comebacks, but he's on a bad team. Can he win when it matters? Key, he <laughs> did. Does this make him a Hall of Famer? Uh, yeah, it, it, look, it checks the Hall of Fame box. Now, he's not probably going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. And maybe he is going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer, but he's got about five good years of football left in him. Uh, he may win another Super Bowl. He may win two Super Bowls, uh, maybe three Super Bowls in Los Angeles. You don't know. But when you look at it, his numbers speak for themselves in Detroit. He's going to put up eye-popping numbers in L.A., and he's already won a Super Bowl. So I, I would assume when his career's over, the gold jacket conversation will be there. I just, I, I just felt like a, this past offseason, like, and I'm not going as, as hard as Dan Orlovsky because Dan's been talking about the – magical presence of Matthew Stafford for a long time. But this whole notion, it just it, it, it makes me feel good as an athlete because your situation matters. And I can't harp more importantly on this matter because so many times who you play with, the schemes that are developed for you, and obviously your ability to make plays, you have to make plays. But having somebody that can put you in a, in a good situation, that's all I used to hear about Matthew Stafford. Can he win on a good team? And – Stu's made plays. The way he responded to Tom Brady in Tampa Bay, it was a huge moment in his career. Now, this game, there, this wasn't like an incredible game by him, but he did what the hell he had to do, and he made clutch plays down the stretch. When you don't have Robert Woods, when OBJ goes out, the whole world knows that you're throwing the Cooper Cup. Give, give love to Cooper Cup for all the catches he made, but also – Give a lot of credit to Matthew Stafford for always delivering when he had to. I want to home in on something that Jay said just then, Key, because it really is, it's a team game. But we give quarterbacks and guys like me, and I think it's, it's the way it's got to be, right? The quarterback gets a lot of too much blame and too much credit for wins and losses, all right? So, but, but, but like I'm thinking about 
the way we're going to feel, forget about think, the way we're going to feel about Stafford now that he's won a Super Bowl. A dude like that with eye popping, ooh, he's got it. He can spin it. Key, you even said it just looks different when you saw him earlier this year compared to Goff, who was the number one overall pick. Goff went to two Pro Bowls and a Super Bowl. With Stafford, it just looks better, right? When a guy like that wins a championship, like imagine if someone like Damian Lillard had been playing with KD his whole career and had, let's say, had won at least two championships. When you talk about the all-time point guard, Lillard come up every time, right? Now he's in with a bunch of dudes. Like it, it, the team around you, the situation matters, but it's unavoidable. We now will think of Matthew Stafford differently. Even though, because, because the questions has been answered, can he be the quarterback of a championship team? Yes, he can. He did it. No, and- he absolutely did it. Max, when you, so, like, from, from my eyeballs and my perspective, look, he, he is what he is. He, he, he likes to throw interceptions, okay? He's a pick machine. He was a pick machine in Detroit. He's a pick machine here with the Rams. But he hasn't gotten hurt by doing those things. And when you look at the touchdown to Cooper Cup, that looks like a really easy throw, I'm sure, to people out there and to you, Max and Jay. Y'all probably look at it like, oh, that's an easy throw. You know how hard that throw is for him Why, to be? Key? Because it, he could throw it out of the back of the end zone. He could throw it, it the, too far uh, inside. He could throw it too far mm-hmm. outside. But he puts, it, he puts it at an eye level, perfectly thrown, at an eye level where Cooper can get it. And go get it. And that's perfect. Those sort of things are just, or even the one, the OBJ on the fade. Mm-hmm. That's a perfectly thrown football that if you watch the NFL, which you do every Sunday, pay attention to some of the fade routes that these quarterbacks are throwing. They're at the back of the end zone, too far to the pylon. Not perfect. That's a perfect, that's just a sweetheart throw, man. And when you look at that, you just be like, oh, God. Like that when the OBJ on the wheel route. Oh, my goodness. Nothing the dude can do. Let me, he high-pointed it, put it in a perfect spot. Let me ask you something, Jay. So, so he's won a Super Bowl now. And Keith said a pick machine. And in this, in this era, more than in previous eras, with Aaron Rodgers and these guys, like you're not allowed to throw interceptions like in the old days. But John Elway threw a ton of interceptions. Mm-hmm. Brett Favre threw a ton of interceptions. And Favre... Came out of nowhere and did this whole thing and won a Super Bowl right in the middle, in the meat of his career, right? And got to two. Elway won those two at the end, but he'd been to a bunch. Stafford drafted one overall, eye-popping arm talent, most fourth-quarter comebacks, now wins a Super Bowl. Where is he in the Pantheon? Like, is it, how is, like, if he gets to another one, all bets are off. But right now, I, mean, I can't. definitely not in that conversation. I mean, it just, I, it just feel, it still feels awkward to me when I hear John Elway or Brett Favre and I hear Matthew Stafford. Yeah, I hear it you. It doesn't feel like, but that's right. you know what I mean? Like, I do know. Like, there's a lot of respect that's earned and given that he's been able to take. Like, there, there's a long, there's a long, I feel like a long way to go before he starts getting to that. Is that just eyeball test? In other words, we make up, we see staff, we see um, Favre or Elway, we're like, ooh, look at that. And Stafford just doesn't look quite no, the you, same. No, he's coming from Detroit, man. If 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 okay, so let's let's move him from Detroit and let's put him in LA his entire career, but he hadn't won a Super Bowl. A la Elway to a degree, Brett Favre. And he was doing the same things in Detroit, but only it was in LA, and he was a playoff team, and yep. then they lose. And mm-hmm. you wouldn't think of it that way. But because he's buried in Detroit, 
and they're not going anywhere, and they're going to lose every single year. You look at it and go, well, he's part of the problem too. One caveat, though. One caveat, Key, to my eyes, take nothing away from Stafford. I thought he was the second-best quarterback on the field. Like, that's what it looked looked that way to me. Look, again, (laughs) he didn't have – eye-popping numbers, and he made some mistakes along the way, especially in the first half. It looked clunky. And so, in the end, he got out of there. In the end, he got out of there with a win, Max. Yep. That's really that's really all you can say. It's not going to be celebrated by the public the way it would have if he would have lost, if you understand what I I'm do. saying. I do. I yeah. do. Yeah. The evil that men do live after them, the good is oft interred with their bones. That's Mark Anthony's speech mm. from Julius Caesar, but it basically <laughs> means the same thing. All right. <laughs> Cutting the price of your wireless bill. I got to tell you about this. That was straight talk, wireless, no contract, no compromise. Let me ask you this. Did the best player in football have a little extra motivation in Super Bowl 56? The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max Podcast. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com. When he went no huddle, and they started to make plays. All the big games, but light on time? Let us catch you up. Definitely not fun ever playing against no huddle offense. Let's run the no huddle. Whether you huddle, whether you don't huddle, still comes down to just the execution. All right. The no huddles brought to you by Capital One. Getting paid up to two days early with direct deposit is another reason banking with Capital One is one of the easiest decisions in the history of decisions. That's banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com slash Bank. Capital One N.A. member FDIC. And the no huddle starts with the Super Bowl champs. Odell Beckham Jr. scored the first touchdown of Super Bowl 56 to put the Rams up 7-0 in the first quarter. But Beckham's night ended in the second quarter when he suffered a non-contact injury to his left knee. For the veteran receiver, it was, quote, all part of the plan, he told CBS Sports after the game. Matthew Stafford said Beckham's injury forced the Rams to continue to go to Super Bowl MVP Cooper Cup. Here's Cup on the connection between him and Stafford. We spent a lot of time together. Uh, We talk ball a lot. Uh, He's an unbelievable player. I'm lucky to play with him. I just... 
appreciate him so much, all the guys on our team, but that was fun on that last drive to kind of, you know, get back to feeding him. They're doing a great job the whole game, doubling him in a bunch of instances, and uh, kind of got, got in my head, hey, I'm, I'm going to go to my guy here. I don't really care what they play. Just try to get the ball to him, and he made unbelievable plays. And that was obviously Stafford talking about the connection between him and Cup. Um, Key, I thought going into this game, Burrow to Chase would decide it against all odds, right? But it was Stafford to Cup that decided it. It was, and when you look at the football game or you hear Matthew Stafford right there, they were doubling him a lot of the game on certain down and distance, no question, in and outs and vicing him. What made them in the hell get off of him when there was no OBJ in the game? This is why I get so frustrated when I look at the situation. Good for Cooper Cup, good for Matthew Stafford, but you you had him pretty much on lock for the majority of the game, and then all of a sudden – you decide to not run a scheme that would take him out of the game and force Matthew Stafford to go other places. Very smart football on the Cincinnati Bengals defensive side. Well, you see why Vegas has him, what, 10 to 1 odds to get back to win the Super Bowl next year? I mean, you think about the way Cooper Cup plays, Robert Woods coming back, what OBJ decides to do coming off injury again, both those guys. But uh, it, the chemistry that's there is so unique. And even down the stretch, utilizing him out of the backfield, like – like, I'm like, damn, like, this guy's a Swiss Army knife. This guy can do anything you need him to do when you lose OBJ and everybody knows where the ball is going and he still finds a way to get it done. I totally agree. And I think the connection and the three players that, that have replaced, you know, Goff, Gurley, and Donald four years ago, four seasons ago, Donald's still there. It's Stafford instead of Goff, and it's Cup instead of Gurley, even though they're different positions. What impressed me most, guys, was the will to win. They re- the, all three guys, all three guys, Cooper Cup gets them, doesn't matter who you put on him, what the situation, he's going to find a way to get the ball. Matthew Stafford, I don't care whose story people think this is, Joe Burrow, whoever else is, it's, it's, it's my time, and Aaron Donald, who talks that talk, and then with the money on the line, goes get him. All three of those guys are just the will to win was obvious. Uh, can we also make sense? They couldn't run the ball last night? Yeah. Like the rest are 43 yeah. yards. They you tried. know where everybody's going. Joe Burrow joined the likes of Tom Brady, Dan Marino, Kurt Warner, Ben Roethlisberger, Colin Kaepernick, and Russell Wilson as quarterbacks to make the Super Bowl in their second season. Burrow is looking to become the first quarterback to win the Heisman National Championship in college and the Super Bowl. Came up three points short. Here is Joe Thorough on how he's going to use this loss moving forward. Yeah, I mean, we're a young team, so you know, you'd like to think that we're going to be back in this situation you know, multiple times over the next course of the next few years. So you know, we take this and you know, let, let it fuel you for the rest of our careers. How do the Bengals get back to the Super Bowl, Key? You know, it, it, he, he mentioned they are a young team. Yes, that is a young team with a young guy and a young mind talking right there. You can use all the fuel you want to get back to the Super Bowl, and you can think that you're going to be back in this position many times over, but you need help to be able to do that. That Your organization, the organization that drafted you, they need to make sure to protect you on the offensive line if you plan on just making the playoffs. They've got to retool that offensive line and getting better. They've got to fix their secondary. Their secondary is not very good. Their front seven's good. Their secondary isn't any good. When you look at this team on the offensive side, guess what? They usually You usually build teams from inside out. They did it backwards. They went from outside in. That is the wrong way of building things. That's okay, though. 
Now you just fix your offensive line to give him an opportunity. He shouldn't be sacked nearly as many times as he were in the Super Bowl. I looked up, and I think they said at the time he had been hit a sack seven times, and I was like, seven times? <laughs> You're just used to seeing it. You don't even it, register it, it anymore. It, it, yeah. it was crazy, but then on the defensive side, they got to fix the secondary. Mm. And then you can put yourself, Jay, back in a position to be successful to try to get back because it's hard. It was easy for you this year, but it gets harder as time goes on. And, Kier, I, I think one of the reasons it gets harder, too, is because now we expect this from Joe Burrow. Like, he's set – like, that's the tone that's been set, right? Like, they, they were an underdog. Nobody really realistically before the playoffs started was like, oh, yeah, I got the Bengals in the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. right? So, I, I think it goes back to that conversation where a lot of people were saying, hey, you take Penny Sewell, right, because it helps your O-line. Well, Jamar Chase has blossomed, but also other things reared his head as far as warts, right? When you see what they're missing, they are a young team, but a lot of places to fill. Um, I would say this. They need to fix the offensive line, number course, one. Before the second, before anything, get them. In a, however, had they taken Penny Sewell and not Jamar Chase, they'd have never been in the Super Agreed. Bowl, I don't think, right? <laughs> so, so usually I like what Key is saying. I like do the architecture first, get the furniture and rearrange that later. Architecture is the O-line, the certain players on the defense. But when you got Joe Burrow in the fold and Jamar Chase is available – just do that. Like, they came a play away maybe from – or two plays away from winning the Super Bowl, right? Now – so even though it's backward, now go get the offensive Max, line. He may never get back Ma- there. Maybe ever. not, yeah, right? You not. don't know. But had he gotten the offensive line first, maybe he never gets there, period, because they don't have Jamar Chase. So, so they did a great job. They're ahead of schedule. They got to fix the line. When you hear him talking multiple times in the next several years – that maybe is overconfident, but that's why one of the reasons you love Joe Burrow. All right. I didn't love his suit, but that's another story. <laughs> it's Christian Dior. We're what? just talking about the O-line, guys. It was an issue. Um, after the Rams' go-ahead touchdown, the Bengals struggled to give Burrow enough time to, to, to drive down the field, obviously. On third and one, Zach Taylor called a run that was stopped by Aaron Donald. On, on fourth down, Donald forced Burrow into an incompletion to seal the game. Here is Zach Taylor, head coach of the Bengals, on the play, on the play calling on the final drive. The third and one run on your last drive was that the kind of play where you're just seeing how they play you at the line of scrimmage? Yeah, they were getting a little softer, you know, and we thought we could we could steal first down there and then come back and, and take some shots at the end zone. Um, just didn't work out. What were you hoping to see on the final play there? Obviously, Joe was under pressure, just had to throw it away. But what was? The... Yeah, we'll have to see the the clip to know exactly how it all played out. Okay. Bengals final drive, guys. I'm sure most of us, many of us, I thought Burrow was going to at least get into field goal range, right? I actually thought he was going to throw a touchdown pass. There was too much time, Key. What do you think about the final drive? I thought they could have had a different selection of plays right there. I, I don't think Zach Taylor helped their young quarterback out by calling some of the things that he was able to call, that he called, especially when you have a guy like Aaron Donald who slipped right through the offensive lineman. The offensive lineman didn't get a clean block on him. But that's partly because Aaron Donald is strong. But on the other side, the offensive line whiffed on it to a degree. I just thought that whenever you have a motion going from left to right, the eyes of the defenders are supposed to follow that motion. And in this case, the Rams stayed home. They were disciplined. And they did not take the cheese at all. Is it bad that whenever I think about last drive, I I don't think about what Joe Burrow or what Zach Taylor did wrong? I think about what Aaron Donald just does right I mean, it's like the ballet moves, the footwork he spun off his man with, and the fact that he can grab, like, 
He grabbed a man who was 245, 250 pounds, who's running downhill with one damn arm and brought him back to the line of scrimmage. Didn't allow him to get the first down. Like, that that play is just ridiculous. How about the fact that it's a run play followed by a pass play, play. and he and he does he does it both times in an improbable way? Yeah, I agree with Jay. I, I think I'm not so much looking at what Zach Taylor didn't do, didn't or did wrong, as I'm looking at look. Joe Montana sometimes didn't win the Super Bowl, right? And they didn't meet in the in the Super Bowl. It was in the playoffs. But you got to go up against Lawrence Taylor sometimes. You ain't gonna I get say, there. Man. That's what happens. This dude is the LT of defensive tackles. That's why you don't try to run his way. <laughs> well, that's that's, that's, that's why a, that's you go away too. from him. <laughs> Zach Taylor, you don't go at him. You yeah. go away from him. Maybe, but you he know, one arm. It's just that he just got his right arm on the dude. It's not like Jay. he had both arms. Yeah. I hear you. Go the other way. Pick, pick a bar okay. fight with Joe Frazier. I refer to that Simpsons episode every now and then. Speaking of Aaron Donald, could he walk away? Listen to Aaron Donald on what it sounds, what it feels like to be a champion. I'm just, I'm just in the moment right now. I'm going to join this with my family. I got my kids. I promised my daughter this when she was five years old. They're playing the confetti. She got to do that today. Was that fun? Yeah. So um, I'm just in the moment right now. I'm going to join this with my teammates, um, my family. Um, and I'm just going to be in the moment and, 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 and enjoy this today. For a couple of days. How about that? Um, so um, it's a blessing. Aaron Donald who has been in the league, what, eight years now, at least six of them, has been the best defensive player in the league. <laughs> like, and it's at 30, still better than every. I know T.J. Watt, apologies, T.J. Watt. Better than everyone else, pretty obviously, right? Now he's got the feather in his cap. Could he walk away? <laughs> Could he walk away? Jeff Saturday joins us, giving the straight talk. Brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. Jeff, I try to explain to you the importance of line play. Both <laughs> sides of the ball every week. I hope I I'm finally getting through to you. I appreciate that. I appreciate all the wisdom you shared Thank throughout you. the Thank year, Max. You. Well, I played a lot of Madden. Not exactly played, but I put it in franchise mode. I simulate the games. The point is, Aaron Donald, was he was the best player in the playoffs, basically, and just and got it done. Unbelievable. Listen, MVP, no doubt to me, last night mm-hmm. we you said it before you could argue he's been the best player in football over the past four or five years but to close it out with the final two plays the third and one y'all listen I can't tell you how dominant a play he literally uses the guard's butt to shut down one hole keeps his own body in another hole, and then when the back tries to scoot through, grabs him around his waist. Like, everything in this dude, bro, every power clean rep, every nine-on-seven max for you, that's when offensive, defensive linemen just get after it. Short yardage and goal line play in practice. Everything culminated into this final play. He grabs him by the waist, picks him up, and slings him backwards. Then he goes to the other side. Lines up on the other guard on a fourth and one when you know the ball is going to come out fast. Beats the guard so freaking clean, he swipes his hands and bears down and closes that corner and gets to Burrow so fast, game is over. Like, you can't – You, I mean, I can't explain to people how amazing those two final plays – so if you are going to retire, bro, it doesn't get any better than that. It does not – I watched Von Miller – 
at when they in Super Bowl 50 when they beat Cam Newton and he was the MVP and the way he played. Donald's performance on those final two plays, I've never seen anything like. It. And I and I can't explain. You know I love pancakes. You know I love watching offensive linemen dominate other people. These two plays. Given the moment. Oh my God, bro. It don't get any bigger. You're talking about the le- key. Jeff is here talking about the level of difficulty on the two different kind of plays. That's one thing. But then with the Super Bowl's on the line. Unbelievable. One yard to gain on both plays with the Super Bowl on the line, Key. Well, that's because Aaron Donald's a beast, clearly, right? He, oh. knows, what he, he knows what he's doing. But what I would say, though, is when you look at him shield the, the guard on the left-hand side the, and he goes down on one knee, still able to – kind of reach out, grab him. But that's all the strength and everything that Jeff was talking about. That's why you lift all them weights in the oh. offseason. That's why you're there doing training camp in that heat, sweating, doing those things for moments like this. As I said, I don't know how at the end of games, Aaron Donald gets faster, stronger, quicker when everybody else seems to be in the same mode that they were the other three and a half quarters. I mean, he's been doing this for pretty much his entire career. But then line up on the opposite side, and all of a sudden he realizes, okay, four for one ball coming out quick. I need to shield tackle, rip inside the guard, and go get him. And when he's able to do that, he knows his game over. I got my Super Bowl finally, and I can celebrate. Because Joe Mm -hmm. Burrow, think about it. The ball comes out. The ball's supposed to come out in about three seconds. Yep. And any time you hold that thing longer than three seconds – and Aaron Donald's on you, you lose that match at any moment. There's nothing you can do. It's a fourth and one, bro. Like, literally, <laughs> you, listen, for everybody out there, for an offensive lineman on fourth and one, to say that you're almost as comfortable as you can be, fourth and one, bro, That it's, it's you know, you're talking about three feet, dude. I mean, like you are not overly concerned. It's not a, it's not a run play which you get really anxious about because you're like, my God, I don't want to be the guy who gets you know driven in the backfield. But this one, even if you get driven in the backfield, the ball is coming out. As long as you don't get quote beat clean, mm-hmm. like don't get beat clean. That's all you're worried about. <laughs> don't if I can get the edge. If I I don't have to be perfect. I just got to be okay. You can't even be okay. The dude freaking smoked you on fourth and one on the edge and still close down that gap to get home. It's I'm telling y'all, man, you cannot emphasize enough the best player in football shut the freaking thing down and deserved to be MVP because it's I mean it, I'm with you, Jeff. Oh I think he's the MVP. Gosh, Jeff, that was the, that was my biggest takeaway of the game when we came in this morning. What do you want to talk about? I'm like Aaron Donald. Like, Unbelievable. There's nobody else to talk about. Let's move the ball downfield a little bit, though, because now a lot of reports came out last night before the game that he may be thinking about retiring. Yeah. I don't see this dude retiring at 30 years old, man. I think Ooh. that was more of a statement, Max Key, Jeff, about him being underpaid. Like, he's the fifth highest paid defender in the game when it's pretty obvious he should be the highest paid defender <laughs> yeah. in the game. Yeah. I l- listen, man. He's a what? Fifth highest paid defender? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. By like what fifty dollars or something? <laughs> no, but well, T.J. Watt got that twenty-eight million dollar per year. He's at twenty-two. We know how they stack him up, though, Keith. I mean, they yeah, stack no, I, up. I didn't. I, for some reason, I didn't. I didn't realize he was a fifth. I thought yeah. he would be like, but I don't know. But I keep again, forgetting is, that guys are signing contracts at yeah. the contract. Yeah, yeah. Everybody's stacking on top of yeah. each other. The Rams, baby. the Rams don't have a problem paying their guys, Jeff. Yeah, you know he'll, that. yeah, he'll they get pay guys. if he wants to play more. He's gonna get paid whatever he wants to get yeah. paid, and mm-hmm. he'll continue. I, I mean, I, I was the same way when I heard it. It shocked me because when you think about this team, this was clearly the better team, and I don't feel like they're going anywhere. 
as a football team. Everybody's like, oh, there's, there's this cliff. I understand Witt's going to – you know, he'll be done. Um, but, man, they, they are low. They got, a, they got a good quarterback. They got good backs. They got, you know, they got a good offensive line. Not a great – but they have good kind of everywhere. And they're in the NFC, which we're looking at is going to be very doable, right? And I'm not trying to knock the NFC, but if you compared it to the AFC, I'd be like, ooh, Listen, you know, because exactly. of all the, all the quality players that you have, especially at quarterback, on the other side. So if, if you're the Rams, I mean, you got to be feeling pretty good about yourself. Brady just retires. Aaron Rodgers are talking about retirement. Or, or going to the AFC, maybe. Exactly, yeah. or going over to Denver yeah. or one of those. I'm like, like, who knows about Dallas? That's right. Yeah. No, no the, so Ram, the, Rams are, the Rams are here to stay. The only thing now that concerns me about them and they can in 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 uh they can figure out big wit. I, I I don't is he going to retire though, Jeff? I know he wants to, but you know how that goes. You see, they start saying, Well, you got one more in you, you think whether he retires or not, they gotta figure out the left side of the line. Yeah. Then they gotta sure up their secondary a little bit more. Um outside of that, you know, depending on what happens with Robert Woods and OBJ, they've gotta figure out the receiving core, but they got an, enough pieces in play to compete over the next couple of years. I'm with you, Key. Jeff, we can't let you go without talking about Joe Burrow being sacked 19 times this postseason. How did the Bengals go about fixing that O-line? Unacceptable, man. And, and listen, we talk about this all the time. Like, they, really, against the Titans, you know, if it's, if it's not for Tannehill, they don't get out of that game. Um, they, they, they're going to have to do, like, a Veach kind of re- – and listen, the two guys on the right side, these are backups anyway, so you, or, or, you know, quote, kind of backup-type guys. Um, and they got exposed. And so they'll have to have kind of a reset of what can we – you know, Williams, the guy, their left tackle, mm-hmm. he, he has played the best for them all season, which is a good sign because that's what they were talking about, Panay Sewell, and can we get that. So now they're going to have to address, can the right side, if they get healthy, how much does that improve it? Can we move guys inside? What can it look like? But, but we saw, and especially in one-on-one situations, Jay, like you can't lose like that. I'm just telling you, like, but, I mean, because if you watch the difference in the first half and the second half, what you saw was the Rams figure out how they were going to block them. Okay, they're going to slide towards Donald, so now we're going to run TEs on the other side, which are pass rush games. We're going to pick guys' hips. We're going to rub. No different than people do receivers versus DBs, right? There's all these little chess matches going on, and they really exposed one-on-one where they knew they could get home. They could bring pressure, which meant the center had to step up to at least honor it, Mm. and even if the linebacker dropped or just came and kind of held and touched the center, the center now cannot help, and now they're one-on-one with four guys and they they just got exposed. And so you're going to have to go figure out if Joe Burrow is your guy, just like when I was in Indianapolis and Peyton Manning, it's not as much about the run game. It's about protecting your quarterback. you got to get dudes who can can lock up one-on-one. Keyshawn, J. Willemax, ESPN Radio. Thanks, Jeff. Appreciate you. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Willemax, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.